After tax return preparation and processing, the next stage is examination. I am going to look at the different parts of IRS examinations of tax returns. Thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt, the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Kansas Legal Services. The stage of examination with the IRS is the period when the IRS is finding issues with the tax return and following up with the taxpayer to see whether changes need to be made or not and begins a dialogue of some sort with the taxpayer regarding the tax return. Now, there are different ways that the tax return can be part of the examinations process. Those are by math error notice, assessment, or collections. First is the math error notice. This came about during processing, where if the taxpayer does not agree with the adjustment recommended by the IRS, then they have 60 days to request abatement of the adjustment that if the IRS disagrees with that proposed abatement from the taxpayer, then the case will proceed to examination. The next stage is assessments, where the IRS can assess any applicable tax penalty and interest owed by the taxpayer. That this is broken down into two areas, screening and exam alternatives. So first, screening. This is the area that people often think about with the area of audits, that there are three types of audits. The correspondence exam, where the IRS is conducting audits through the mail, that the IRS will either send the taxpayer a letter 566B, an initial contact combined with 30-day letter and report, or a letter 566S, an exam letter notifying the taxpayer of audit with request for additional information. With the letter 566B, the taxpayer has 30 days to provide supporting documents and request an appeal. So if the taxpayer provides documentation, then the IRS decides whether to fully or partially accept that documentation. Then potentially the IRS could complete the exam and accept the adjustments without any changes to the tax amount. It would close the case and issue a letter 3402 to the taxpayer, or if the IRS does not fully accept, they will issue a statement explaining their proposed adjustments and provide an additional 30 days to respond through either letter 525 or letter 915. Now, if there is letter 566S, That letter tells the taxpayer the return is under audit and additional documentation needs to be submitted. Some following letters the IRS would send after the taxpayer's decision would either be a letter 692 or letter 1020, parentheses DO. If the IRS fully accepts taxpayer documentation, 
without any change to the tax amount, the case would be closed and the IRS would issue a letter 3402. If the IRS does not fully accept, the IRS will issue a statement explaining their proposed adjustments by examination and providing an additional 30 days to respond through either letter 525 or letter 915. Following that, the taxpayer will need to decide whether to accept those proposed changes. If they do agree, then they could go on to payment options. If they do not agree, they can decide whether to request an appeals conference to discuss IRS actions. If requesting an appeals conference, the matter would go on to appeals or potentially back to assessment. If the taxpayer did not request appeals for a conference, the IRS will issue a 90-day notice of deficiency through either letter 3219 or letter 531. And then the taxpayer has potentially 90 days to timely petition the tax court. If timely petitioning tax court, then the matter will proceed to litigation, which will be discussed in a later episode. If not timely petitioning tax court, the matter proceeds back to assessment. Now, an office exam is conducted when a taxpayer goes into an IRS office for an audit. A field exam is when the IRS goes to the taxpayer's residence or business to conduct the audit. Now, both times the IRS would issue a letter 2202 or a letter 2205-A telling the taxpayer their return is under audit and needing additional documentation. Each time the appointment would be scheduled. If it's a field exam, there would be a letter confirming the time and place of the exam appointment and the documents needed. After the field exam meeting, there could be a letter 692 or a letter 1020-DO, and then there would be similar steps to following a correspondence exam. Now, if the taxpayer is in examination under assessment but not through screening, then it would be by exam alternatives. The taxpayer at this point could decide whether to pay the tax or not. If the tax is paid, the taxpayer could seek a refund of the taxes overpaid, or the taxpayer would need to timely file for relief from additional tax owed relating to actions of their spouse as under an innocent spouse situation. Potentially at these times, the taxpayer could request that innocent spouse relief if there is a liability owed or request an audit reconsideration. If there is doubt as to liability, then potentially an offer and compromise under doubt as to liability. And then finally, the collection route for examinations, the taxpayer makes a decision specific to their outstanding balance. If there is doubt as to liability, then that would direct them to exam alternatives and go through that process. Otherwise, then they would be going through collections as discussed in a later episode. So to summarize with commonly issued notices that there are letters 2202, 2205A, and 566S. 
for the initial contact letter informing the taxpayer of their audit, letter 566B, the initial contact letter that is in conjunction with a 30-day notice, letter 692, a request for consideration of additional findings, letter 525, a general 30-day letter, and letter 3219, the notice of deficiency. So overall, there are different parts of examinations where this is the main time that the IRS and the taxpayer are corresponding or in dialogue regarding what the taxpayer believes about the IRS assessment, or in general, the IRS is responding to the tax return filed. The three main areas for get going through examination are a math error notice, assessment, or collections. But assessment is the major area for examination. It is broken down into screening and exam alternatives, but screening is the place that people are most familiar with because that is the audit area, the dreaded area that people think of with regard to the IRS. Audits are broken down into correspondence exam, office exam, and field exam. In my experience, I've seen mainly correspondence exams for low-income taxpayers, but certainly whatever area of taxpayer that you are working with, basically if you are receiving a contact from the IRS of some sort, it is worth responding by either being able to explain, but mostly providing the documents that support the position taken on the tax return. So overall, I hope that this was useful to you in going through the examination process with the IRS, what people generally think of as being audited. I think it is worth knowing the audit process better. I hope this was educational, and thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.